Welcome to the Dallas Film Podcast, the official podcast of the Dallas Film Commission. Throughout this podcast series, we'll take you behind the scenes, peeling back the curtain on the magic of filmmaking. From big budget blockbusters to indie gems, we'll explore the creative process, delve into the art of storytelling, and celebrate the talented individuals who bring these visions to life. Roll sound. Sound speed. Roll camera. Camera speed. And action. Well, welcome to the Dallas Film Podcast. My name is Tony Armour. I am the Dallas Film Commissioner. My name is Andrew Vela. I do stuff for the Dallas Film Commission. He does stuff for I the do Dallas stuff, Film Commission. like podcast stuff. Yeah, and pod- we've got a great guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. Uh, I'm Cooper Carr. I am a location manager, location scout here in the mm-hmm. DFW area. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cooper, I want to start very basic. Okay. How, what is a location manager? What is a, what is, what's the difference between a manager and a scout? And how did you even fall into this? Okay. Well, I'll do it as a metaphor. Yeah, I asked you like five questions. No, 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 that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Um, It always what like crops up because in my job, I have to explain what I do to every single homeowner, every single business (laughs) owner, like, because it's such an odd thing. Yeah. Um, So I consider myself like a canvas maker is kind of like how I see it as because Mm -hmm. my job is to find places which work for people or for for like creatives and what have like directors and, you know, DPs and producers Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. You have three different, you know, categories of people you have to satisfy. You have like the creative possibilities versus like, you know, the actual, um, you know, respecting to budget possibilities as well. And so my job is simply to find a place that, you know, fulfills a creative need for somebody as well as like a logistical need at the same time, because sometimes things will work then, but not later. Um, and so my job is just to find something as well as, you know, things such as discussing payment, figuring out, you know, logistics of the area, also how to, you know, make nice with the people who are nearby. You know, you might have one business that's totally open to it and you have another business that is not open to it at all. Mm. And you run into those kinds of things and you have to deal with people's egos and it's a very people business. It's like the most like 1930s job you could possibly (laughs) imagine. People are like, how do you do it? Like, are you you online? Is it like some software? I'm like, I walk up to the business and I knock on the door and I dress dress nicely and I am a palatable person. And you're like, that's kind of, that's kind of it. So yeah, so I just find the place, you know, discuss negotiations and everything in terms of like money and time and everything like that, as well as, you know, tame the beast that is production. I always Mm -hmm. define production as just this like, you know, ever hungry maw that's never satisfied with like the location and they always want more and more Mm -hmm. and more and more. And it's just kind of my job in a way to be like the, you know, middleman in a way to make sure that the location is respected and that the location stays safe because it's such a delicate balance because on a production, you know, they want to extract all the value that that Mm -hmm. location has. And your job as location manager also is to maintain a positive working relationship with them because you want to be able to return to that location yeah. and make sure that they feel respected, that the you know place is you know, nice and you know nothing gets dented or broken, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if something does that you, you know, yeah, you have to sit there with them and be like, hey, yeah, 
So there's a hole <laughs> you're, the, in your the, the in your wall couch. because yeah yeah ten thousand dollar couch you know I've had driveways that had you know olive oil spilt on it but it was uh, like a driveway that was made out of pavers that were unsealed oh and, uh. and you know you have to hire a uh, you know heated power washer guy or something to come out mm. and so then you have to go do that and blah 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 so you know there's a whole variety of things that you have to do in the um, the background so that's kind of the gist of like. What a location manager does and then like a location scout, you know, you're just, you just find things. But typically if you are a location scout, you usually are also the location manager at the mm -hmm. same time. So it's just kind of going from finding a place to then securing that place and like protecting it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that can be just from being like, you know, the onset cop in a way where you're yeah. just kind of constantly watching people. Because if you don't, you know, I remember one time uh, I had some out of towners come in and I looked over and there was an art director and he was you know, spraying a whole bunch of lighter fluid over it. that, that same, uh, <laughs> concrete, uh, that, the, with all the pavers and everything like that. I was yeah. like, guys put down a tarp. Like if you're going to have any kind of petroleum based product, mm -hmm. um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Sure we are. I go set out some cones for like, you know, letting some people park. I come back and I see an art director and he's like, just spraying this bottle into like charcoal that's like on fire. Mm -hmm. And you can just see this raining of like, you know, petroleum product and whatnot all over these like pavers. Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then they had like um, the uh, food stylist, God bless them. They had this, you know, to make meat look like very succulent and like savory, yeah. they soak it in olive oil. It's like one of the trade secrets. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and they, they uh, tripped and like uh, it was a whole platter of olive oh, oil went no. on that, on that, yeah, on that unsealed pavers. And so it was like kind of up to me now you know, towards like this guy was a veteran. He was a lawyer. <laughs> just like that's like that's the dude. That's the yeah. double combination. And I was actually location managing a location for another location manager, Aaron Holloway. And so, like you know, you really want to make sure that you take care of the yeah. whole situation to show that you know you get that kind of you know respect going on because mm -hmm. like you are hired by you know word of mouth ninety nine percent of the time. But um, and you also asked how I got into it. So um, I studied film. And marketing at UNT, uh, go Eagles and all that jazz. <laughs> but uh, and I started out trying to get you know break into the film industry. You know, being a PA and getting eighty five dollars a day, hundred and twenty five dollars a day for like reality TV shows mm -hmm. um, <laughs> with like a car that was like would stall if I like was <laughs> idling too long. Yeah. I remember it was so rough. It was so rough starting out, and I couldn't hang. I could not hang in it. I had student debt that needed to be paid. I had rent that needed to be paid. Well, and, reality mm -hmm. TV, I mean, to start yeah. in general. Like, yeah. If you've been doing it 20 years, you're still making $125 a day in reality <laughs> TV. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Pay is horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough, it's, that, yeah. Reality TV is a tough, tough, uh, mm -hmm. tough one to break into. And it's and it's probably the most like chaotic one. Too. Yeah. Like, um, and, um, and I just couldn't hang in that kind of environment uh, just because I didn't know how to like really tap into it. I didn't know about like the Dallas Film Commission. I didn't know about like production directories or anything like that. And so I was just kind of sitting there, you know, twiddling my thumbs, hoping that someone would call me to be a PA and mm -hmm. I just wasn't making money for it. So I started working on the marketing side because I, mm -hmm. you know, I double majored in both uh, marketing and film, thinking that would help me like with commercials because I was going to be a you know commercial director. <laughs> and um, and uh, I wound up working in the advertising world for a good while, like almost like like eight years. Mm. And and I was miserable for all of it. I was <laughs> like I was miserable for all of it. I was a sales guy for like business to business, like digital, like, you know, publishing, yeah. and everything like that. Hated that. Um 
but it, it does have a good circle around though. So, um, but yeah, kept on doing that, kept on doing that, kept on doing that. And then like, lo and behold, there was 112263, that Hulu show uh, yeah. mm-hmm. that came and shot here in Dallas because it was a JFK thing and they were yeah. shutting down Dealey Plaza. Um, John Mitchell, who is a location manager here in Dallas, was just by chance my sister's neighbor and mm-hmm. they were needing a locations assistant. And um, luckily at the time, I'd been with the company for like three, four years at that period of time in my life. And um, I could, I think I accrued like three weeks of PTO. And I heard about this opportunity. I had no idea what locations was, but I was like, this is like, this is my chance. Like, yeah. this is my chance to like, to kind of like solidify something to prove something. And uh, yeah. And so I, I came on a board, you know, did three weeks and everything like that, worked on the show. And I remember like I had a Fitbit, was like putting in 60,000 steps a day. <laughs> I remember I cried one day because like I was like, you know, was wearing like those like minimus kind of like oh, low, yeah. like low yeah. clothes. And I was like, you know, going back and forth between Dealey Plaza and like, underneath 35 and my feet were just aching. And I remember just like one day just like legitimately weeping because <laughs> my feet hurt <laughs> so bad. But I loved it though. Like I yeah. loved like the mission, like critical, like mm-hmm. kind of function of everything. Like how necessary you felt in every single thing like even if it was minor like getting waters for everybody i was like okay i'm gonna make these people pee their pants like they're gonna be so tired of me like handing them waters kind of thing but it felt nice going from a corporate world where you were just a cog in a machine to where it's like you feel very replaceable whereas if you are gone on set for an hour yeah it does it immediately mucks up the works yeah. and it's like and everyone People is like so, where is he yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the nice part about it it's like everyone is so mission critical on every little aspect of it from like the smallest little pa to the biggest like you know ep and and i really like that and then going mm-hmm. the contrast of it all going from that mission criticality to i had to go back to my job yeah and i remember just like sitting there just like i hated my life i hated my life so much <laughs> like my my work life yeah. um when you had to be like how, how do i get back to that yeah well and, and now that? and that was a tough thing too because like locations is not easy to come up in mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. locations more than often uh, you know in dallas specifically because we're primarily like a commercial yep. kind of space mm-hmm. that it's just me like a location manager i rarely have an assistant um other location managers rarely have assistants and um so it's hard to bring somebody up, you know, to have mm-hmm. an assistant come in and to work real often. And, uh, and yeah, so that was kind of difficult. But, you know, I jumped every like essentially every single year I would take around two and a half weeks off to three weeks off to work on some kind of tentpole project. And that was Aaron Holloway, mm-hmm. who, I, who I met on 112263. Yeah. And he was like, hey, like, you know, he works really hard. Um, anytime that there's like a big tent pole project, like I'm going to have him on. So like, that was essentially my life for a couple right. of years is yeah. I was only working in the film world for three weeks at a time Oh wow! for a year. And That's I would like, crazy. all of my vacation time was spent working wow. for on 12 hour days, <laughs> right. 16 hour days on set, getting like trash juice on me and everything. <laughs> but like, I loved it. Like I loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember, like, yeah, Aaron brought me on for the uh, the X Men series that, like, you know, piloted out yeah. here. Um, gifted, yeah, gifted, and yeah. So anytime that would happen, I always loved it. To where I was like, you get in locations, you just get to see these like really magical, weird spaces that nobody mm-hmm. really gets to see. To where it's like, oh yeah, this is where like the sheeting for the B two bomber or B two stealth bomber was manufactured. Where that was like at Global International where we shot some of the X-Men things like that. Yeah. And it's just like, you just see flipping cars and like, you know, all this other cool <laughs> stuff. Compare that 
to a cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a cubicle and an Excel doc and, you know, filling out like client notes and being beholden to clients and, and like yeah. really always like, and someone always taking like your, you know, your credibility for you and everything yeah. like that, that it was so great to have that in like in the film world. And so finally, um, and so to kind of get into like where I became like much more full time, I go to Nashville in like 2018, something like that, went there for love. And I was just like, everything's <laughs> going to be fine. And I was like, I'm leaving my entire social network and my entire like professional network behind. Like what's the worst that could happen? Um, you can burn through all of your savings, <laughs> accumulate $10,000 in credit card debt, uh, and completely lose yourself as a person. But, um, I remember, uh, it was uh, 12 Mighty Orphans started oh, shooting. Yeah. And I remember like this was like always a thing and I was always bugging uh, Aaron Holloway about it because he was like, yeah, we're going to put you on. And I was like, hey, 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 there's this, this thing because I wasn't getting any film work in Nashville. Yeah. I thought Nashville like there would be this like more opportunity like country music kind of stuff. But because it's so close, like it's three and a half hours from Atlanta, it was just like everyone just worked in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so this like idea that I had was not working. And uh, I went back to Dallas, did that. Uh, awesome experience doing uh, 12 Mighty Orphans and moved back to Dallas. Relations didn't work out. That's oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and uh, I moved back at the beginning of like January of 2020. And like, great timing. Cruel Summer was about to begin, an Amazon show I was about to hop on. And I was like, okay, like, I'm broke beyond broke. I'm living above a garage in a, in like, you know, a studio apartment. Like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, things are going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And like you said, COVID-19 happens. <laughs> Boom, all of my opportunities just evaporate just right in front of me. And I was just terrified beyond belief. Then shortly thereafter, my mom passed away. Mm. And and like uh and it's like still to this day, we don't know if it was like COVID or not, kind of thinks so it was just still so early on. It was like February. And and so I was just like, you know, jobless, like freshly kind of like, you know, dealing with a big loss and everything like that. But it was kind of this nice moment in the fact that the world did stop. Like, there weren't any, there wasn't any expectations. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I think like everything is needs to, it, that everything is going to be restarting effectively mm -hmm. in the whole like Dallas world, as far as like the film industry mm -hmm. goes. And I was just like, sit in this chair until you make like an entire like location manager, like in film scout website. And I remember I sat at a chair mm -hmm. I like, and it was crazy. Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, I've got the ADHD and whatnot. And I was like, come on, hyperactivity and like singular <laughs> focus. We're just going to do this. And I, and I remember like where typically I would kind of, because this was always something I wanted to do, but yeah. never did. But anytime I had like a hiccup around it or like, you know, some part of the website wasn't working, I was like, let's go to YouTube. Like, let's figure yeah. this out. Some nine-year-old kind of yeah. like, helped me explain it. And, and I remember I just bing, bang, boom, started doing it. And because of COVID, I kind of like did a little bit of a fake it till you make it kind of situation yeah. where I started just reaching out to businesses and everything. I was like, well, because of COVID-19, like my inventory has really changed. Mind you, I had zero people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I was just like, hey, would you like to be open to this? And so I started meeting with, you know, hotels. I started meeting with like, you know, homeowners and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, hey, like, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I'll wear a mask and do all these other kinds of things. Just like, let me please scout it. And at the same time, though, when you're saying, hey, like $3,000 for using your home for a commercial yeah. at a time of kind of economic, like, you know, turmoil yeah, that sure. was 2020, like it was tempting to a lot of people. And so I started 
you know, kind of making my own luck in, in that mm. respect. And I just kind of realized that I was just like, because that's what I've always admired about the location world is that it is so uh, gumption based. Mm-hmm. And that's what was always really attracted me to it because, you know, like I said, I was a PA. It's like, okay, you become a PA and then you become a truck PA and then you become a coordinator and then you become like, you know, an, a coordinator's assistant and then you mm-hmm. become like, you know, uh, you try to, be, you know, become a, an assistant to the PM and then you get to be the PM, which is so heavily guarded and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. And it seems like it's PM as in production. Yeah, manager. production mm-hmm. manager. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's just so hard to like, there's so many rungs to that ladder. And, and you have to like know the right people and be likable and everything like that. And I was just like, what's something that I can climb that I know that is just, you know, just totally yeah. based off of like my own work. And it's not mm-hmm. this like, you know, you know, who, you know, kind of thing. I don't like that kind of gameplay. I, you know, that's what I hated in the corporate world mm-hmm. is I hated the whole like social aspect and like having to, you know, be chummy and whatnot <laughs> yeah. and, and like, and like to try to like grease the cogs to work in your kind of favor. Yeah. And I'm like, bro. And I'm like, can I just work? And be and just and just I be recognized for my work yeah. kind yeah. of thing without having to like, you know, grease grease palms and everything like that. And I remember I was just like, okay, like what's next? And I was like, find PMs and just start emailing PMs and being like, hey, like mm-hmm. I found like a new house. Like here's pictures of this house. And right. I was like, this is weird. Like some PMs were like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. just like, I'm a location manager, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, and I remember my, my friend like Aaron Holloway, my other friend like uh, Jennifer Leffler, like they helped me out like, you know, to where it's like they're like, hey. You know, I'm triple booked on this day. Can right. you go watch a house for like 350 bucks for me? And like, go babysit a house. Like, show me that you can do that. And I was like, absolutely. And so mm-hmm. I would like, I would make the absolute best maps and I would like live on set because I know there's kind of sometimes location managers can be kind of satellite, you know, yeah. on, mm-hmm. on a set. Sometimes like they're not living on set. And I was like, okay, that'll be my differentiating factor. Like, yeah. to I will live on set. I will be heavily proactive. Yeah, I'll, because you can yeah. be a problem solver. Because a lot of times the last thing yeah. you want is like, where's the location manager? We need some, wait, where's yeah. he at? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and call that, in and mm-hmm, trying to find him mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you're already there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that was the thing. is like anytime that I heard complaints about location managers that, that people had, like producers had or anything like that, I was like, okay, great. And I was like, that's, you know, what I'll, you know, strive on. And so, yeah, like, you know, just like you said, Tony, it's where I was like, I was always present. So someone would have to be like, where's Cooper? Like we've called him, blah, blah, blah. It's Mm -hmm. like, I am right there, like right there on the set. I'm like, yeah, we got to just do that, move that, move that. Or I'm working with PAs ahead of time towards like, hey, like, you know, scene 13A is coming up next. Like you're going to have to go and move those things. Mm -hmm. And I know Mm -hmm. first ADs love that because they don't have to do that. Right. And if I can take something off of their plate, they appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just kind of what I try to be as like a much more engaged, um, you know, overall location manager, you know, on the day and just try to live there, live there. Now, as I've gotten more busy, I kind of understand why location managers can be that way sometimes because you're trying to put so many things in front of itself that you have another job or someone else is Mm -hmm. calling you about something. You're like, let me pull something out of my lookbook or like, let me reach out to these other clients and, and things of that nature. Or you're trying to, you know, some, you know, solve some kind of issue from a prior, you mm-hmm. know, production or something like that, trying to get like a house paid. They haven't gotten their check yet, blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. Which, hey, producers who are listening, always have your checks on the day yeah. <laughs> for locations as we arrive. And I will make sure that you have your W-9. It's <laughs> <laughs> my promise to you. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it's really interesting talking about, you know, locations in general. So like you said, uh, you know, Dallas, DFW, it's mm-hmm. a big commercial marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what goes along with that is a lot of shooting on private property, private homes, mm-hmm. private businesses. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes if you're approaching someone for the first time and you say, hey, we'd like to use your house as a location for this project. 
I know because this isn't Los Angeles or Vancouver yeah. where you have so much production happen all the time. People are sometimes like, you want to do what with yeah. my yeah yeah that's a good point, house yeah. Yeah. like like how do you approach someone to explain you know because be like you you sure you're you're make what are you making like they sometimes yeah. people don't actually believe that you are actually doing what you say that you're or they don't comprehend yeah. like there's gonna be how many people here and they're shooting a movie here yeah so yeah, they don't comprehend like the scope yeah. right yeah yeah the size and scope of a production is always something that surprises most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's also my, when I was saying that my job is essentially like 1930s and the fact that I'm just like knocking on doors. Like the first things first is like convincing people I'm not a con man. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. that like, you know, that's why it's important just to have like a nice looking business card and a nice website and, uh, you know, to have like a IMDB page, you know, yeah. something like that, LinkedIn. Well, and you, you know, know what, what I used to do in Florida as well, and I don't think we've done it here since I've been mm-hmm. here, but if you need it, if any location managers need it, what we used to do is we would give a letter that mm-hmm. said, contact the Dallas Film Commission and we will verify that this person is who that they say yeah, that they yeah, are as yeah. well. If you need that sort of thing, you know, yeah. in the future, of course, feel free. I, I definitely have had to put my license against the glass wall <laughs> for them to like look at and take a photo of and like yeah. send it to another party kind of thing. Right. Because, you know, like sometimes it, it is either two versions. I have literally had someone answer their door through like a ring kind of ring. Yeah. Not even home and tells me to scout their home. And I'm just uh-huh. like, Wow. That's like next level trust. Right. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, some person will be completely alone by themselves and I can get it and they'll be like, oh yeah, sure. Like eight seconds, like from saying like, hi, this is what I do to being in their home. I'm just like, some people are incredibly trusting and everything yeah. like that. And they're super cool. I think they just kind of get that. I just, I feel like I appear non-threatening. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, other people though too, towards they, you know, they want to check me out. Like sometimes I'll send them to the directory of like the Dallas yeah. Film Commission yeah. and such like that and be like, hey, you can see me there or, you know, you can look me up on, you know, movies yeah. that I've done in yeah, the past. Yeah, if you yeah. have website yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes a long yeah. way. Yeah, you know? or it's like, oh, be like, hey, like, you know, reach out to Lisa Norman. Like, here, here's a producer I, you know, worked yeah. with and mm-hmm. everything like that. And just to kind of help validate and, like, legitimize who yeah. I am. But, um, yeah, and, you know, the other part, too, is, like, not only that, but I feel like because Dallas isn't so used to it, you also do have, like, a lot of, like, kind of NIMBY kind of situations a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Like, not in my own backyard, for those of you who don't know the acronym. <laughs> um <laughs> And so, you know, you do have to make nice with some other people and, you know, you do respect it as best you can to where it's like, they're like, hey, I don't want cars parked in front of my house. And you're like, okay, well, technically it's a public it's parking. It's a public, right. Yeah, and I, I could know. park in front of it, but I don't want people to see a film crew and be like, you know, those people are blah, 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 yeah. you know, having yeah. a negative experience. So that's my other kind of like job, I feel like as a location manager is to have a positive working relationship with like the community of Dallas overall, mm-hmm. because if there's a negative, if I poison that well in a way, yeah. You know, towards like I heard from my neighbor that I've heard from this kind of person that, you know, you guys are, you know, love them and leave them as far as locations go, <laughs> you know, and you don't want that in any kind of way. Like you want people to be like, oh, hey, like I heard you were really respectful of a home. Like, please come on in and, you know, do that kind of stuff. And so like I've done before and after photos that I'll send to yeah. people who are like newbies to kind of let them know the size and scope oh. of production. I'm like, here's the home. Here's the home after. We fixed everything. If you want like to reach out to Kevin, I'll just like mm. feel free to reach out yeah. to Kevin. He can vouch. For me, that my J.C. Penny ad that I did for him that had like a hundred people <laughs> in his house, you know, yeah. that it didn't damage anything. But it's also you have to use the eyes in a way and be like, okay, like where can a dolly get in right. here? Yeah. Um, and so, like when I walk into a house it's like, and it's got a double swing entryway, Brazilian teak hardwood floors. So yeah, no. yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's that too. Yeah, it's a hundred percent that too. And like you have to go out and get some plywood and get some like I literally had to do rubber mats, plywood, and then rubber mats again to protect like a really nice tile yeah. that was yeah. on there because we were going to be putting a fully loaded down, uh, you know, scoping arm uh, dolly 
into a shot. And so like that dolly itself like weighed like 1,200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. sitting there doing math in your head. And you're like, okay, that's like, you know, 300-ish pounds like per wheel. And it's like, all right, plus there's going to be like a key grip standing on that bad boy and a cinematographer and everything. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's like let's not shatter <laughs> the like expensive tile. Um, or like I was just doing driveway.com and we had to pull a uh, truck into um into a yard because they wanted it to be parallel with the house. Like, you know, here's the home and right. they wanted the truck to be there. And it's like, all right, let's get some like Duradeck. And they're like, what's Duradeck? And you're like, it's this really thick plastic that goes over like, you know, landscape so that we don't dig into the yards or anything like that. Because I've definitely have seen productions where that happens where, you know, you do a car commercial or you have, you know, some big, uh, you know, vehicle that's holding lights or something like that. Like one of the telescoping arms that holds the lights and then it, you know, mucks up a whole bunch yeah. of a park or mm-hmm. something like that. That I did a shoot at one time. I remember Twelve Mighty Orphans. Like we pissed off um, <laughs> the Dallas Parks and Recreation. I mean, we fixed it. We fixed it all. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it but was, you don't want to have you don't want to yeah. have to fix it because yeah. what they remember is that yeah. you destroyed it. Yeah, and that that you had to fix it. Yeah, even though you fixed it, that they'll they'll always focus on the but. Yeah, you broke it first. Yeah, yeah. They they do focus on. I I, I always kind of it's sort of um the whole how how you leave it. Yeah. kind of thing with people. Yeah. Usually if if there is like an apology or something like that, I will get them like I will do I'm a muffin basket guy. All, all <laughs> like, like you know the the gentleman that I had to fix his driveway, I bought him a bottle of wine, you know, as a thing. So I remember he mentioned that he liked red wine. And so I got him like a nice cab salve. You know, it was like a $40 bottle of wine as well as fixing it and everything like that. And he yeah. was he was very appreciative of that yeah. cuz oh. it's like you try to just let I me mean, Again, like you yeah. want to come back to that home or you don't want that person to speak negatively to someone else about something else because that stuff spreads. Yeah. And and so like that's why I just think it's like so incumbent on like location managers to be so respectful of that because, you know, I'll say like, you know, I don't – that's not an issue as as far as like the extractive kind of issue that I feel. It's not so much of an issue with like my Dallas peeps, you know. It's more so if we have like – LA peeps, like oh, New yes. York peeps mm. coming in uh, and they the just, people. just yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's, and it's like, I don't, I hate to be like, you know, adversarial and be like, Oh, those LA people. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, we're all, bis- we're all a bunch of misfits, like, yeah. you know, just yeah. trying to make it happen. Um, but there is a bit more of an extractive nature because they're coming in from out of town. Right. They just want to use something and then they want to, you know, love it and leave it kind of thing. Yeah, like they're not going to remember us from coming in from ex- LA. Exa- exactly. Exactly yeah. that. And so like you, and so that's where it's like, you know, my head is a bit more on a swivel. If I got some more out of towners and everything, like nothing against y'all. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> it's like I've, I've been burned yeah. and, and just like, and I've like, I've lost houses because of like, you know, people feeling like they got trampled on or things of that yeah. nature. But, uh, but that's also, but that is my role is to, I am a lion tamer and production <laughs> is the lion. Yeah. And it's so like production, you know, being like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to be there on a Thursday. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, can you make yourself thir- available for a Thursday? Like, sure thing. Like, let me cancel my, you know, kids soccer practice and right. this and this and this yeah. and this. They like the homeowner moves heaven and earth. The business owner moves heaven and earth for you. And you're like, thank you so much. And then production's like, actually, can we have that on a Wednesday? And, like, <laughs> yeah. oh. and, and it's like, yeah. cause there's only, there's like this, there's this weird kind of meter that people have of like, the favor meter or yeah. like what mm-hmm. you can ask Absolutely. from them kind of thing. And you know when it's filling up. Right. And you know when you hear them on the phone, they're like, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, yeah, because like, right, they are, all, they are don't almost done Don't lose with location. Me. Don't lose yeah, location. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, uh, I remember on 12 Mighty Orphans, we had a, a moment where the lady locked all the doors and she was just like, 
you're not coming in. <gasps> and and like wow. and, and I remember like and I don't know what was said or anything like that, but silver tongued Aaron Holloway zipped on over there wow. and just chatted with her for like a half hour. We got back into the location. Oh my gosh. Everything was fine, but it's just like you know, at the end of the day, the homeowners and the business owners have locks. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like you have a contract and everything like that, but it's just like they can really, you know, muff up your day. So yeah. it's just like that's where it's like, again, like my job is just to smooth the edges, make things as palatable as possible and just make people happy at the end of the day. Like if a producer or if a DP can be like, man, awesome location. We got everything that we wanted. We're so happy. That makes me so overjoyed to be able to just like to provide that because I mm-hmm. understand the stresses where like they're looking at a blank canvas. They're looking at photos, like hoping that. I'm doing my due diligence that I have a creative brain and can actually like see shots that they have, especially mm-hmm. when I have like, you know, I've had n- numerous times where it's like, I don't have any creative. I don't have a shot list. Right. And I'm just having to just yeah. like, you know, ideate as best as I can on what the, you know, what, what the location can honestly give us. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that's the fun challenge of my job. Like that's like the fun, like, you know, creative part of my job is the fact that I do have to like, get out of my own head and get into the perception of others, like in both a DP mm-hmm. and like on a budgetary meaning, like for like for the producers and everything like that. And, uh, you know, getting things for, for free and everything like that. I remember it was wonderful. I got to be, um, a part of, I was a location manager for psycho pomp, the, yeah. the indie yeah. film that was like yeah. shot here in Dallas and everything like that. Check with, out their article on the, it was deadline deadline. Yeah. It was in deadline. deadline. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was with, uh, Lisa Normand and mm-hmm. like Jeffrey Reddick and, and with camp lucky mm-hmm. over there. That was like their big, like foray into narrative and everything like that. And I remember like, it was, it was, uh, you know, at first it was a challenge to try to like get things on indie budget and everything like yeah. that. But it was, you know, it was, it was nice to get like that added, added like uh repertoire in, into like my whole thing to where it's just like, you know, usually with commercials and everything where you're just like, Hey, like, you know, 3000 bucks, like, let me just kind of bulldoze in and yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. money's no option kind of thing with a commercial because there's more of a budget. But when you're having to do something that's narrative and indie, we're just like, yeah, those are the hard ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. towards like, hey, do you want to be in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, you know, and, but like, again, like, you know, shout out to like the Dariet, like over there on like Ferguson and everything. Like, you know, I talked to them like, you know, at length and I was like, hey, you know, we just we need a location for free. Because our budget uh, got stretched pretty thin because we actually had to go two weeks longer than was expected. Mm-hmm. And so I all of a sudden had to get, you know, a lot of, like, locations mm-hmm. for free, best I could. And and I know that, like, you know, the producers are sweating and, like, you know, everyone's sweating and, like, hoping that I can produce on one level. And, you know, and it was an indie film. Like, I was the locations department, yeah. you know, to where it's like I'm laying down map boards <laughs> and mm-hmm. also, like, scouting and also, like, doing, like, the splits and everything like that and getting yeah. three hours of sleep. Um, but I loved it, though. Like, I like I like that kind of grind that, like, demands a lot out of you. Was I tired? Yep. <laughs> but I liked it because it was, yeah. like, again, it was, like, this super big effort on – like on a big Dallas effort at the same time, but also like, you know, I was having to get into a, you know, a better negotiation skills overall yeah. and just being like, Hey, like we're going to have a whole bunch of blood <laughs> and gore. And it's about a demon that lives inside a kid's skull. <laughs> just like, Can we film inside your place? Yeah. And, and just being like, cause that's me. Like that's, I'm very matter of fact. Like I don't hide things from, yeah. from like, things because yeah i don't like to have people feel surprised yeah. but uh, i mean it was an awesome shoot like you know that was really great like psychopomp was awesome to be a part of and yeah getting all the locations was really really fun and uh yeah but you know but again like the difficult things is you know there we are in tool texas at a lake house and all of a sudden you hear a concrete saw oh <laughs> and you're just like whoa what's going on Ooh, yeah and you look across the way and the construction company that you called that said that they weren't going to be there on the day is there on the day oh, no. and 
you don't have really uh, the most money in the world to work with. And you have a guy who's just like, no, you can't do that. Like, you can't shut this down. And you have to be like, okay, like, how do I get what I want without yeah. coming off as a jerk? Because it's like, because you feel like such a jerk. I mean, I'm sitting there going over long cruise. People are working. They're doing their job. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, I need you to stop doing your job so I can do my job. Yeah. yeah. And and you have to do it in, like, the most respectful way. And it's just like, you know, sometimes I'll have a cooler of beers with me if it's, like, a lawn crew. And I'm like, hey, guys, here's some beers. Like, take 15, take a 20-minute break or something like that. We're going to be breaking for lunch in the next 10, 15 is that cool? And you'll find really cool people. And then you have other people who are like, absolutely not. And you're just, and you're just like, uh, I don't. And you go to a producer and they're like, yeah, they told me to like pretty much go F myself. So I don't know what to do. But nine times out of 10, I'll say that it's it's great because I get to interact with so many people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 is you just, the people understand what you're doing and they're kind and they work with you best that they can. And and that's also like, that's the cool thing is like, you know, I'm sitting there talking to homeowners because they have a birthday party in the in their backyard and their kids are screaming and like yelling and stuff. <laughs> and I have to go over there and have to shut down a five-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> and like, but while trying to be palatable and like nice the entire yeah, time. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and just trying to be like, well, tell you what, like you can bring your, like your little kid over. And they can see like what a movie set sound like looks like and everything. Oh, that's so cool. And then getting yeah. that done and then being like talking to the producers and like, so there's gonna be a five year old over here in about the next ten minutes. <laughs> and just like just be really nice. But this to is him. what was needed to shut down the party. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, or it's like uh there was another thing to where it's like a, a lawn crew, like they wouldn't wouldn't do it. And so I wound up mowing the lawn. Because the guy, like, he he like I could either sit there and say, Okay, uh, we just cut, start. Okay, we just started rolling. Stop. We started doing this. Stop, start, start, stop, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. It makes people get so mad so fast mm-hmm. because especially because you'll go from a cut that's 10 seconds long to three minutes of like rolling. And they're like, there's nothing consistent. I'm like, welcome to production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I remember I just put on my surveillance and just sat there and I just started <laughs> like mowing and everything. But um, but yeah, it's just nice too. And like so – that's kind of like the funny little odds and ends that comes with being a location manager and, you know, yeah. making the production happen because, yeah, yeah, a weed whacker can shut down uh, effectively what is a $100,000 day for you right. know, an entire production. Well, you yeah. think about like every single second costs money. It's like, yeah. okay. And, and it's like my job to make sure that there are no seconds that we are down mm-hmm. um, and also to have the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the critical, yeah. always the critical component. Yeah. But um, – but yeah, and so I think too, to where it's just like, uh, you know, something that, that I've been wanting to do too is just like more so highlighting like all the excellent places to shoot in Dallas. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like that's always the real cool things to do is like that, you know, you get to find these fun little parts of Dallas that you never knew were there. Be it like, you know, underground Dallas or, you know, like old like West End or something like that. Or it's like, you know, all these like nice little, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, these fun, unique little bits that are all yeah, over Yeah, you're Dallas. like the, the best tour guide possible for Dallas because yeah. you know all of the ins and outs and all the little yeah. secret yeah. spots. It's yeah. not, not mm-hmm. just the stuff that the tourism office uh, puts out there. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, I remember I even had like Amazon, they hit me up and they wanted to do like B-roll on Dallas mm-hmm. and they're like, we need you to come up with like 45 places that we need to film that are all like iconically Dallas. <laughs> we need you to pass them 
uh, on the permits and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so, like, you know, shout out to D Castillo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Permits and, and special events. Thank you so much, D, for all of your patience. No, the city of Dallas actually is very film friendly. Yeah, and, yeah. and the city does a great job of, yeah, yeah. you know, just trying to work with productions and make oh, sure yeah, things yeah. happen for them. They yeah. want things to actually happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, we were shooting um, Dryway.com, like down Elm in like downtown, mm-hmm. you know, downtown Dallas. And so you're talking, and we had to shoot inside of a lane. And so I had to close two lanes, have like DPD there. I also had to like uh, close down a whole bunch of like parking meters and everything like that. Um, I had to work with like the LTV Tower, which LTV Tower was really cool, really great, super film friendly. It was literally a 90 second phone call. Like this was like weeks of me trying to find like a skyscraper that would like let us shoot outside (laughs) of it. You know, these long, like long protracted emails with all of these like, you know, big wick corporations that went nowhere. 90 second phone call with LTV towers, <laughs> boom, done. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Cause that's the pressure. That's yeah. like, that is a crazy pressure. When you have five days as a location scout, you have to produce. And if you don't produce, then you kind of feel like you're taking money out of like the producer's pocket because you kind of feel like you're failing on a level and you're like, yeah. well, I kind of have to charge you for a six day because it's like, you know, <laughs> I haven't found it yet, but I wish I would have found yeah. it at this yeah. point. But you know, you're not asking for something easy sometimes. Mm. But um, but yeah, but to, yeah, to your point, Tony, it was just like, you know, uh, Sam Sargento, you know, of the Dallas, like, you know, police department, like super helpful and like helping me with like the traffic flow. Like, you know, D was helping me a whole bunch with like, the getting the drone permit and everything figured out with all of that because like the drone permit in downtown Dallas, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, um, you have to like you know talk to the FAA and a whole bunch of other. Yeah, your pilot process. has to have really have their act mm-hmm. together. And yeah, know what they're doing. Yeah, and pilot also has to have one million dollars of uh, liability, liability insurance. Yeah. Heads up, heads up for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually not that expensive to get. No, it's not that bad, but it, it does have to be a separate uh, COI. It can't yeah. be wrapped up into the actual no, COI. No, it can't be the production it, one. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. to be completely uh, separate. Yeah, because like, there are item. actually insurance policies that you can get where you could literally buy drone insurance by the hour yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and um but yeah so like that's kind of the the fun the fun parts of dallas is like discovering all the little tiny details and stuff like that especially when you're like going around those skyscrapers mm-hmm. and like i was just doing a thing for uh with uh mark cuban and i was just like getting to find and look at all the coolest penthouses <laughs> in dallas and i was just like this yeah. is so cool and yeah. like keep and those it, on file well and again yeah, like and, it, and it's like and you and like uh there's no bad day like anytime that I have like a bad day or a great day, I can always like I love the fact that I have the contrast of working office jobs, right. you know, of like being in like that unappreciated cubicle kind of life of like Excel sheets, looking at programmatic marketing and stuff like that. On like I used to do programmatic like digital marketing mm-hmm. um, and into like that kind of stuff to where it's like you're, yeah. you're checking out penthouses, you're working with like nice and kind people. Like I love all the people I get to meet. Like I love shaking the hands with all the people and everyone's so nice and everyone's so kind. And it like, it's just always a great experience mm-hmm. overall, just like kind of being a location scout and just like that. Like, even though like Dallas can be a little businessy sometimes, yeah. like a little more starch than you like, um, everyone overall is very, very film yeah. friendly and like they're very courteous and they're very helpful yeah. so often. Um, but did you have any other questions for me? Yeah, I, know, no, I know you had a lot was, of questions. I was talking no, at length. Yeah, no, I, say, I, what, yeah, so I what, came up with like 20 see, in my head. Yeah. yeah, what do you see as like next in your career? You keep going, doing what you're doing. You started out wanting to be that commercial yeah. director, filmmaker, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. You still have that aspiration or are you really enjoying this moment and just going to continue doing this for, for a while? I mean, I think 
like it's it's kind of funny that you bring that up because I remember I was like really like trying to look at like what's filling my creative cup because mm-hmm. it's like uh, I just moved into a new place and I've just been like painting it and like doing all these other kinds of things mm-hmm. and um, I was working on a graphic novel um, and and I was just like you know I have not like held a camera in my hands in a hot minute mm-hmm. and I have not like directed something in a hot minute I'd really like to do something on a small scale because yeah. I remember immediately yeah. like you're like oh cool like let's do this like indie short and you're just like bucko (laughs) (laughs) you're just gonna just handle a 10 minute like indie like short make it great and i'm like just like off the bit and i was like let's do like a minute and a half two minute kind of thing yeah Yeah. um so i'm I'm working on like a project Uh, i don't want to get too much into the details because i know sometimes you i call it like dry firing where like creatively you say what you're gonna do which makes you feel like you've done it and so then you don't actually do it kind of thing so yeah i am like working on trying to get something uh, cooking as, as far mm-hmm. as that goes just to kind of like again to just express like yeah. my own kind of like creative language and everything awesome. like that because I got into it because yeah there's like I get to work with a lot of indie you know people like you know Kyle Montgomery he's one of my good friends um, as well as uh, Judd Markson um, he's a really great guy too to where it's like he just did a great little short called Destroyer that he's working on and like is in post-production um, and just seeing like all these really great creative people that I work with and no, Judd Myers, his wife mm-hmm. is Nicole Markson. Um, <laughs> sorry. But um, yeah, just like just doing those kinds of things are always really great. Yeah. And and uh, and like, man, it's just like how supportive like so many of the interior film people mm-hmm. are too, to where you mm-hmm. go, I've got this thing who will work for free right. over a weekend. I will feed you. I'm sorry I can't pay you kind of thing. I'll pay you best I can. Like I'll give gas money and stuff like that or something that everyone's like, all right, let's throw it down. You know, and so it's, awesome. it's really great, like, uh, that it does have an internal supportive, you know, yeah. community as well. Like, you know, that people do want to make art. People do want to make cool things. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's like, in, you know, you even get to see, like, a lot of the uh, the more, like, indie stuff, you know, like, uh, just kind of getting a better platform, I feel like, in Dallas right now. Like, Film Soup, you know, you and yeah. I oh, absolutely. that. Film Soup was such an awesome, like, really cool, really creative way of doing something. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, like, Film Soup was showing not only, like, creative creativity through, you know, film media and whatnot but we also had like artists and everything yeah. there and like people who like made art in general like crafts and yeah. their own like kind of and there's like over 400 people there at yeah a church the turnout was, was terrific the turnout was so terrific that i remember um i i thought it, it just really shows like the thriving community that is here mm. and and so often people like can say that dallas is just a commercial place i'm like no it's not i'm like there are a yeah. lot of people here who want to stay in dallas who think that you know creative stories can be told and because mm-hmm. and if you look at so many things that are just like shot in L.A., you can shoot all those things yeah. in Dallas. It's just like you mm-hmm. just have to be creative about it. Um, I know like there's like a Ford commercial that's going to be closing the tunnel that's underneath uh, Clyde Warren Park. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I'm not sure if that's going to be cooking still. Yeah. But because uh, those things can really uh, throw, throw throw some hinkies, you know, into yeah. the whole like like parts of Dallas because like Dallas can get sort of you know clogged up really easily mm-hmm. just because of our highway structure and such. That's neither here nor there. But, um, but yeah, like overall the indie scene is really good and it's very thriving in Dallas. Like even like your friend, you know, Merced with, yeah. uh, with his film that he just, uh, got the morning yeah. of, like, I think, you know, people like him are just so integral into like the fabric that is you yeah. know, the Dallas indie, indie, like creative, like you mm. know, market. And like, if any indie people are listening here, reach out to your Dallas, you know, <laughs> film commission <laughs> well, I, I, here. I, They're I, very, I, very I, helpful. I've been here. There really yeah. is a, yeah. there's a, a good group of talented indie filmmakers here. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing, seeing that develop more mm. as we as we move, we move yeah. uh, 
forward here. Yeah, well, absolutely. We are we're out of time for today. Oh no! But thank you so <laughs> much for fast. joining us. Yeah, I know. I was like, is there any like lightning questions or anything like that? Do you need? Well, well, one question, or yeah. it was going to be a question, but you answered it. But I was going to say, like, something that I observed as you were talking and giving mm. your story was, like, being a location manager, like, you can't just say, oh, I do locations, and you prop up to a house, and then you're like, hey, this I'm working on a, on a commercial, mm. and this is a house. Like, you have to, like, understand personality, and then also understand production, and that goes to what you're saying is, like, they want to drive a truck on the grass and parallel park it next to the house, but you need to know, like, like I need to put these plywood yeah plaques down or whatever yeah you like, do you do have to have like a widespread knowledge of like what all the departments need and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah and it's like you can't neglect any department where it's like you have to think of like place for hair and makeup place for crafty yeah. Yeah. like you know like I, I i like crafty like has like such a special place in my heart and <laughs> yeah. it's like if i can i try to keep them out of garages best i can especially during the summers but yeah. uh yeah it's like there, there's a profound love and and everything that i do and just like trying to take care of like just the creative efforts like even if it's from a fritos commercial to something like that's a cool creative mm -hmm. like narrative and everything like uh but yeah so like uh yeah i love i love seeing it i do feel like right now like is kind of a new renaissance for like dallas overall as far as like mm -hmm. you know production everything like that fort worth too like you know they're chunking things along mm -hmm. uh, I, and I'm, I'm a big you know sayer of like that water rises all boats towards like if fort worth is doing well it's gonna make dallas do well dallas yeah. is doing well it's gonna make fort worth do yeah. well and it's like it's all about the like film community writ large absolutely but, but yeah well, it's yeah. obvious you love what you do. And yeah, so thank we're you. We're happy to have you in the uh, in the market here. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, and if <laughs> anybody right. wants to check me out, I'll go to finditfilmit.co. Finditfilmit.co. There you go. <laughs> there you well, go. we're going to say, nice. like, any last words? Finditfilmit.co. Yeah, finditfilmit.co. And then I also have a production uh, rental supply company. That's productionoutfitters.co as well, um, mm -hmm. because I know that I can only do this for so long. So <laughs> that's my other kind of iron in the fire that if I go into retirement, I'll have that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so overall, that's just kind of what we're doing. And, you know, and if you're listening to this and you're young or something like that, just know that, you know, a lot of the stuff is gumption based and to reach out to communities, people are a lot nicer and a lot more understanding than I mm -hmm. think we give them credit for. And they've all been there before and they're more than happy to help you. So yeah. hard, hard work that. and motivation goes a long way. Yes. Yeah. Hard work and motivation and just showing that you have a brain for it. And if you want locations, please have a strong creative idea. Pinterest is your best friend <laughs> that will help you and me in the long run. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that wraps up another episode of the Dallas Film Commission podcast. We hope you enjoyed this behind the scenes journey. We'd like to express our gratitude to our incredible guests who shared their valuable insights and stories with us and all of you. Whether you're a budding filmmaker, an old pro, or a movie enthusiast, Dallas is a place where we make things happen. Be sure to visit the Dallas Film Commission's website for more information, resources, and opportunities to get involved in this thriving industry. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for more episodes filled with great guests, inspiring stories, and industry secrets. And cut. <laughs>